ladies and gentlemen, uh, it's Maria Olczak from Florence School of Regulation. Uh, I'm here today with Nico Bosniak from ONTRAS, a German transmission system operator. Uh, Nico works here as energy policy manager. Uh, so welcome, Nico, and thank you for accepting the invitation. Thank you for inviting me, Maria. Uh, and we're going to discuss the issue of uh, uh, integration of electricity and gas networks. Uh, so um, let me start with uh, some brief introduction. So we're using more and more uh, electricity from renewable sources, uh, and this situation leads to new challenges. And we even have a very nice German word to name some of them. It's Dunkelflaute. I hope my <laughs> pronunciation is not that bad. Uh, and it's time of low solar and wind power production. Uh, but uh, it seems also that uh, a gas um, sector and gas network has already some uh, answers to, to these challenges. Uh, this is exa exactly the essence of uh, integration. So my first question would be, do we need the, to integrate electricity and gas networks? And is it eventually going to, to happen in the future? Uh, yes, that's a very good question, Maria. Uh, to get back to the Dunkelflaute that you were just mentioning, because it's not only that, you know, wind and solar aren't working, but usually that coincides with it being cold. Mm -hmm. So it's not just that, uh, you know, electricity production or generation is low, but also people need a lot of energy to for heating. And that's exactly the point. Uh, and, and that's a very good point that you made where the integration of electricity and ga gas networks is uh, absolutely necessary because um, the gas networks helps to store um, uh, renewable electricity um, seasonally, you know, so generation in the summer can be transferred into the winter. And then when there is no, no wind, no sun, and it is cold at the same time, people can still use renewable gases to, um, you know, fire their heaters. Mm -hmm. And um, that's just one aspect. The other aspect, of course, is, is transport. Um, the, the high generation of, of electricity also poses challenges for the electricity grids. And by using the power-to-gas technology and transferring this uh, electricity into the gas grid, um, we can use the gas grid's transport capacities in order to get uh, energy from where it's generated to where it's needed. So um, it, it's not only a question of security of supply, but also um, of, of transport. And that does save a lot of money because, you know, you can avoid unnecessary um, grid extension. And another uh, aspect of it is that people that have been using gas can even be using gas in the future. Um, but it's, you know, renewable gas, so it's, it's, it's carbon neutral. So they will contribute to decarbonizing um, while they're not being forced to change their end user applications. And to your second question, I, I do think because um, over the course of time, these challenges are going to intensify that um, more and more, you know, policymakers um, will be looking at these problems and saying, OK, how can we solve them? And really, from our point of view, the only way to solve them is to integrate um, um, both both of the both of the systems. So I we we have high hopes and we, we do think that that it will happen in the future. Mm -hmm. Okay, that, that's a very interesting point. Uh, and uh, the the thing that I like the most is the fact that we can use um, the gas networks uh, when we actually need it. Uh, so uh, the, so that, that's that's very convenient. Um, yes. Yeah, so uh, last week during the FSR policy workshop, you also mentioned the, the study. Um, so that can support your 
uh, your ideas. So could you please elaborate on that? Yes, that's um, a study that has been commissioned by the German Association of uh, Gas Transmission System Operators. And um, the, the study has been carried out by Frontier Economics, uh, the consultancy, um, because, you know, talking about integrating the systems is one thing. But of course, the other question is, is it worth it, you know, from a financial point of view, because exactly. it might make sense, you know, to do it from a technical point of view. But if it costs too much, you know, then it might not be a very, very feasible idea. But the results that we got from the study are very, um, you know, very positive. Um, we compared basically a scenario where all of the end user appliances in 2050 are electric and renewable gas is only used, you know, as a storage backup um, with a scenario on the other side where um, the gas infrastructure is used to transport renewable gases and on the end user appliance side, um, not only electric, but also gas appliances um, are being used. And so between those two worlds um, in 2050, using the gas infrastructure saves 12 billion euros annually compared to the scenario where only um, electric end user appliances um, are used. And most of the savings uh, stem from the cheaper end user appliances um, that you know are gas based compared to the electric ones. And on the other hand, it stems from the avoided electric grid extension because, you know, as I said before, the gas grid can transport and store renewable gas. And that um, makes some of the grid extensions of the electricity grid superfluous in the future. I'm talking post 2035, but they're very substantial. So the savings here are, are very big. Of course, there are costs, too, because, you know, with power to gas, um, you always lose some energy. It's not as efficient. So you need higher electricity generation, um, but these costs are basically offset um, by by the gains, which are which are much bigger, resulting in those 12 billion euros annually. So, yeah, those are the results from our study. Okay, well, that's very interesting. Uh, yeah. So finally, let me ask: What are the key obstacles uh, preventing the fully fledged integration of electricity and gas networks? Um, if we if we look at the the different obstacles that there there could be like the categories of obstacles, the technical side is not really an issue. I don't think there are any technical obstacles to to integrating. Um, one problem as of right now is an economic obstacle because um, as of right now it's not economically worth it to use the power to gas technology. But from our point of view, that's more a regulatory problem because. If you do away with some of the regulatory issues that are standing in the way of using renewable gas or bringing renewable gas into the system, then an economic case for power to gas and using renewable gases is, is, is quickly made. And in turn, the regulatory obstacles are relatively easy to deal with if you do have the political will, you know, so it's more of a political obstacle as of right now that um, there needs to be political will in order to change the regulation. Although we do think, as I said before, you know, with our study and uh, the results of our study and the way that um, electrification efforts are going right now or are continuing, that once serious challenges are, are being met, that also the political will uh, to integrate um, renewable gas into the energy system um, you know, is going to increase or is going to change. And so we're very hopeful that soon political uh, point of view, you know, things are going to want to be changed and then, 
you know, we can tackle the regulatory issues and then we have an economic case for really integrating both of the systems. Exactly. That, that's very interesting point, and I hope that this debate will continue uh, maybe during the, the next uh, FSR workshop. Uh, so, Nico, thank you very much for uh, the, the answers and all the inform uh, like very interesting issues that you uh, mentioned. Um, thank you for your time, and I hope to see you soon. Thank you, Maria. See you soon. Thank Bye. You.